Greetings, citizens of Earth. You are barking a happy tune with my pal Smurf of Smurf and the Magic Tones on 5280 Geek. Live from the Figure Studios, it is Weekend Geek Update. Smurf here. We're going to do another spotlight because I'm in the mood, and we decided why not stretch our legs a bit, take a walk about the independent film scene. So we bring in Calvin T. Shepard. If you don't know the name, you soon will, because the man is clever. Very clever. <laughs> Almost too clever. <laughs> Calvin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, I appreciate you sending me um, your films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was excited to watch them because I never, I never know what to expect from independent films. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to ask, after watching your films, what do you get? I mean, what do you want to do next? Because both of them were kind of like very um, suspense. Mm-hmm. So do you want to do? Do you want to stay in the horror field? Do you want to do slasher, jump scare, monster? <laughs> I mean, what's what's next? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've been working on that. Uh, because, um, you know, this one's wrapped up now, so I've been working on that, and it's been, uh, uh, a lot of, a lot, it's been pretty challenging, actually, lately, because I've been, you know, messing in that area again, and then I kind of go away from it a little bit more, and then I go back to it. Um, yeah, I think it's going to end up going back that way again, though, in a, in a, in a very, very different way, though. I, I want to relate it a little bit more back to technology and the digital world that we live in, especially in you know, social medias and stuff and figure out a way to connect that and slasher killer stuff too. So that's oh. what I'm looking on. Working a on digital now. slasher killer. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Fred, Freddy Krueger meets Pac-Man. I mean, what, <laughs> what does that look like? Um, you know, I, 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 I don't know yet quite, you know, and I don't want to give away too much. Yet, oh, of course. I don't know what it is exactly even myself. So it'd be hard, you know, say too much. And then, you know, maybe I say something that gets, you know, uh, somebody excited, and then I don't go that direction. But they're like, but, "You liar! <laughs> you lied to me! Yeah. How dare you!" Yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm, I've been kind of, I've been kind of messing around with some of that stuff and uh, going back and forth on things. And I'm, I'm kind of in that, I'm in that writing mode currently, and that's been uh, okay. so. Um, that's been difficult lately because you know I need the amount of time. I need the time to do it and sit down and get it actually done. But I go back and then I actually have the time and I write like 20 pages or something and then I'm like that's terrible and I start all over so <laughs> how many how many drafts do you go through do you think uh, a lot yeah usually lot. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean and and it's usually like the first draft is like a 70 page vomit draft that's you know not worth just it. every idea <laughs> just, and then rainbows and unicorns right. and that damn leprechaun right and then I redraft and redraft it and you know like I am known to 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 bring in new pages two days beforehand and oh you're <laughs> one of those director writers damn you sir yeah, so. I've worked with your type, <laughs> but I, I have, have my to. motivation. You have to, you have to. I mean, like things, things change and ideas happen, and if you don't do them, then you'll, you'll, then you regret it. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, the two films that you've got completed right now are Forgery, which is spectacular, and then you've got um, Country Mustard, which I'm halfway through. Mm-hmm. That one is a little bit longer than. Um, 
because the country mustard was like two hours. Yeah, it was a little bit longer. Uh, and forgery comes in about an hour and a half. Right. So what were you? I mean, did you? Because so I was watching forgery, and I'm like, you knew a dude that did this, didn't you? Or was this you? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I did. I knew a guy who did that. Um, I uh, I knew a guy in. Uh, I I don't. Uh, I went to my first two years of college. I went on a wrestling scholarship to. Uh, uh, Ottawa University in Kansas, and they would have us turn in these grade reports. And there was a guy, like a couple, you know, and he'd get twenty bucks, and somebody would sign it. He would sign it. He had he had them all figured out, and yeah, and uh, wow. and it just kind of like, what 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 if what if it got a little worse, you know, for him? <laughs> so you know, like, what and if it got, got a little worse. That's, <laughs> that's yeah, your damn sure. <laughs> yeah, I did. So yeah, that that one we made uh, like three years ago. I mean, it's been oh a wow, while, okay. So. Yeah, um, the one that we just did, the one that's been kind of doing our our time to safe house sixteen eighteen one. I don't. I sent you that one too. I don't know if you got a chance to check I that one. I did not get to that okay. one. That yeah. one's the one that right now. That one's the one that's doing really well for us. That one's our. Uh, uh, it just won uh, uh, best narrative feature at a, a, a Chicago festival, and so it's and it was just in another hole in the head and. Um, that one's the one that's been doing doing the best for us. Um, really? So what's the, why, why do you think that is, or what's the premise of I that mean, one? I mean, because I did those other two and made the mistakes, <laughs> you know, and learned from it. So, I mean, that that that's a big part. You know, we put a little bit more into that one. Uh, that one is uh, that one's about uh, uh, three sisters who take some revenge on a, a politician's son and then have to hide in a safe house for. 40 days until they can get out of the country and uh, in that time the politician hires a, uh, a, a slasher-esque hitman to come after them and so oh so <laughs> I can't beat the competition I'll just take him out <laughs> yeah so um, to find them and, and, and it's, uh, it's a COVID allegory because uh, if you leave the safe house at all he will find you and uh follow you back and kill you and your whole family (laughs) so all right that's probably why that one's striking a little bit of a chord because people are kind of feeling that you know when we did hit that um you know like boredom you know being stuck in the house trying to find something to do that we all experienced for so long you know the fact that you and i are sitting in the same room is really awesome (laughs) yeah the the blip happened and then (laughs) exactly now we're back to life as we know it yeah yeah so um when you were growing up what did you what what really pulled you into horror what was the one horror film that like you were like oh yeah this is this is my vein uh, I mean, it took a while for me to get into horror. Honestly, uh, it uh, it 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 was Halloween. It was the first Halloween. I'm like, I I still remember the first time. Like I the watched... 1970s version, yeah, or the like 19th... the Rob Zombie remake, or no, the 1978 okay. one. I I I, I somehow you know because my age group usually introduced straight into that that Rob Zombie one. Everyone I knew in school had seen that one. Right. But I somehow. Ended up with the the, the correct one. <laughs> the correct what you're one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I I I loved it. And then uh, uh, one one time or another, my my mom she can't she can't hardly even watch my movies, so she hasn't seen you know a lot of horror movies. But we were in Estes Park, and she was like, took us up to the Stanley, and she's like, well, you got to watch the movie. So I watched it, and then that the sh- the, the the movie version, the Kubrick's movie version, The Shining. I saw that early too, and that. That struck a chord with me really quickly. Like I love that movie. I still love that movie. I watch it way too often. <laughs> so um, those ones were the early ones. And then you know I've I've um, I don't know after that it it 
so many that are just um, like uh, you and I were talking about before the podcast. When I when I was living up in Fort Collins, which I'm not able to right now, but uh, I would go to Gorehouse a lot. So now I've seen like so much weird stuff and just all over the place. And, <laughs> and yeah, he'd just give me six movies and I'd take them for a week and come back. <laughs> so here, load up on these. <laughs> yeah. So. So, I mean, uh, that's, you know, kind of where my, you know, like all my obsession with that type of stuff is, is coming from that type of, that area. And uh, uh, so with, with this one, you know, with the most recent one, the Safe House, we, you know, beyond what we did with Forgery and what we did with Country Mustard, we really dove into that, you know, slasher type character. Right. And so he, so that's, that's kind of... You know, it, even so far as to do the Carpenter POV shots and things like that, you know. Um, so, yeah, it goes back to that. <laughs> so, because uh, I'm pulling it up now, because I didn't get to look at the safe house. And mm-hmm. do you think, I mean, what do you think is the scariest thing? Do you think the monsters or do you think that our own mind are far more frightening than anything else out there? Well, I, I have yet to dive into any supernatural type stuff yet. And, um, you know, uh uh, you know, you can argue say, uh, Shining has some supernatural, but also, I mean, it's really about a guy who just, you know, gives into his personal demons. So, right. I mean, it, it, I, it, you know, I've never been as scared as the stuff that that you know, you know, isn't actually you know real. You know, as much as like what could happen, like you know, like the people that that you know tick or go crazy you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know he's ticking over there i think i'm gonna go that way (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if tick's the right word but you know like some and you know that type of stuff i mean i do love zombie i mean zombie movies that seems like you know maybe in the past year like something we were actually afraid of last year it seemed like it was easier to get into zombie movies like you know maybe the pandemic might turn us all into zombies <laughs> and, we, <laughs> and we don't know i mean that's, that's the bad thing right so i mean uh with romero's movies and all those um but i mean really it's it's the stuff that could you know re- actually happen i think really scares me i mean more i mean even which weird is I come up with that stuff and make it up in my head too so I mean I don't know (laughs) but uh, that's yeah I mean more than the supernatural stuff though I do like it too (laughs) (laughs) no I'm watching the trailer and you can go onto YouTube and if you do safe house uh, 1618 you can check out there's two trailers uh, which look very well shot so what are you using I mean you're using like your phone which seems to be like the thing these days i don't I, i'm i'm very you got a, a great eye calvin this oh. is great well uh actually uh we use a black magic pocket cinema 6k for that for this for that particular movie forgery was shot with a with a canon dslr um, nice. and country mustard was shot with a 4k black magic um this film is my cinematographer his name is eli solt i actually don't touch the camera that much um i have uh i have him who is uh He's brilliant. I mean, really, he is. He uh, he knows. Uh, he has a he has an amazing eye, and um, I, I we work together so well. I mean, like we uh, we kind of look at each other and know what the other one's thinking, type thing. You know. <laughs> you yeah you yeah. Let's do it. 
Um, That's well, how it, people end up covered in fake blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we were, we, well, we were filming a movie before the pandemic started in, in, in March, and that one kind of, you know, ended up getting the, the can because, it, you know, how everything happened. But right. uh, we were filming in a parking garage, running gun the way we do normally, and, uh, uh, and uh, we're filming kind of like a romantic scene between two characters, and what he was capturing was really beautiful. I'm standing over him, and I'm watching it, and I go, and I accidentally laid my head on his shoulder. I was like, whoa, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a very good partnership in what we do together. <laughs> Such a sweet, tender moment. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, we, we really do understand what the other person sees and, uh, uh, and uh, you know, come up with ideas together pretty well. Um, there's a scene in, in Safe House where uh, a character is really high. And uh, we need him to look over at the door, but he's, wa- he's watching TV. And so we're sitting in my living room talking about how we're going to get him to turn and look at the door naturally. And uh, so I'm like, okay, sitting on the ground, and he's watching the DVD logo bounce around the screen. He's super high, so he doesn't even know what he's watching. So well, how do we get him to look at the door? And then we kind of just both looked at each other, and that's how we came up with this idea that the DVD – Thing would just come off the screen <laughs> and start bouncing around the room. Now, I don't get high, but I think that's a bad trip. <laughs> Probably. Thinking. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I don't know either, but... <laughs> Wild. So now, did you go to school? I mean, you mentioned college, so did were you a film student, or um, how how did you get into... How did you fall into this? Kind of. I mean, I went to my first two years, like I said, to Ottawa uh, 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 in Kansas doing wrestling, and I was studying journalism. Um, I, I did was the like editor of the school newspaper and stuff like that, and I... I knew that this was what I wanted to do for a long time. I mean, like, when I was in high school, I was making the iMovie films, you know, like, really bad ones. And nice. so, um, so I decided one day just I'm going to leave. In fact, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to wrestle anymore. That was like a job, you know, doing that all the time. So I uh, went to UNC, actually, uh, to finish out my, my degree. But the reason why I went there is because they had a film minor and a film production club. Because I knew that, you know, like I've heard that advice a lot. Like, you know, if you want to do the directing, writing side of it, film school's not really your, your, not your, your thing. Your, not your beat. So I, I decided that would maybe work. You know, I didn't really have like an <laughs> idea whether or not it would or not. And when I got to UNC, they had only made two films with their film production club. So it was kind of false advertising. Like, we have a film production club, <laughs> you know. We've done this many. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, I got there and w- I made a couple films with them. And then I, I made a feature film that will never be found and never be seen. Well, that bad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they liked it at the time. But I know now, <laughs> you know, the mistakes. And then I made Forgery. And so, I mean, really studying, like, film theory and criticism through school and, you know, all the films that they would introduce us to through that. And then, uh, you know, having kind of some of the production side of it, you know, not to the point where there were people there that knew how to run the cameras and things like that. And it helped me to be able to learn enough but also be able to, you know, just direct what was happening and write what I wanted to write and make what I wanted to make, which, you know, I still do now with pretty much the same way, find people who can really help me. Eli has 
done the cinematography on Forgery, Country Mustard, and now Safe House 1618. Right. So, I mean, we met in... Uh, uh, in club? Uh, yeah. Well, no, he wasn't in the club. Oh, okay. They didn't want him in the club, which was oh, really he was int- too good to be in the club. He was too good to be in the club. So, I mean, I was in the club, so that's how good he was. <laughs> and uh, um, and uh, I uh, met him through, I think, I think his sci-fi cinema class, which was really fun. We had a sci-fi cinema class. Which nice. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, we got to watch Star Trek in there and all types of stuff. So, I mean, that was the cool part about my film minor was it was just pretty much watching movies. And I think that's one of the most important things is just watch as many movies as you can. <laughs> Very true. What is, in your opinion, the worst film? I hate to put you on the spot like that, but I'm going to. The worst. <laughs> the film. worst. The worst. Um. I. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of bad ones out there. <laughs> so actually, this is interesting. So uh, we we were guinea pigs in uh, in UNC. Was they had the first ever film production class where they had a teacher come in and teach the production class. And this lady came in, and um, I'd never, I mean, heard of her before, but she was a filmmaker. And she had spent the last 10 years making this one movie. And, uh... Wait, hold on. <laughs> Wait, sorry. 10, I mean, 10 years. 10 <laughs> yeah. years! Yeah, 10 years making this one movie. And her advice to is us... Is her last name Cameron? <laughs> oh, her ni- last name is not Cameron. I, d- <laughs> I don't remember what her n- name was. And unfortunately, I don't remember what the movie's name was either. <laughs> but, but 10 years to make a film. And it's still being made. No, it's done. Okay. Right, it's done. I know it's done because she required – because they had a special screening of it at the at the theater at the school, and she required that we all be there. And not only that – I mean, it was a public screening. She required, in order for us to get a good grade, that we asked a, a question in the Q&A session. <laughs> it was like – Wow. Yeah. What self-gratifying bullshit <laughs> right. is that? But it was so strange. Like, I mean, the, the, just the story choices were just really interesting. Like, I don't understand. Like, there was a point where a character – gets minorly upset about something. Right. And then goes and jumps off a building. Like <laughs> um okay. <laughs> there's this uh uh so for our behind the scenes video we haven't released for Safe House yet. There's this there's this thing you can hear us saying every now and then and it's just like where we go no motive <laughs> and it's re- referencing <laughs> that moment. That one moment. <laughs> But so yeah, I mean that that movie to me, I just I, the fact that you had to ask us to come. <laughs> ask I don't have a whole lot of faith. How much did this cost you? I mean, this was at UNC, so this is this is an expensive tuition. <laughs> yeah, it was. I I have no. I mean, I'm still paying my loans, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's costing me. I don't know, like three hundred dollars a month. You're or something. Still paying for it, <laughs> and I'll be paying for it for a long time unless you know a movie takes off one day. Wow. <laughs> so. so so, I mean, what was the 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 film? I mean, you don't remember really that much, do you? No, I put it. I put it out of my memory. And it, like in that behind-the-scenes video, I, 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 you can hear me ask you, like, what was the name of that movie from the teacher? And um, uh, he goes, I don't know. We have a lot of money, so we can shoot in Thailand. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's the name of the movie. We have a budget. We do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh my God. 
so I guess you've learned quite a lot. Some. <laughs> what do you think of the films that are being made now? I mean, you're probably, I wouldn't say the worst critic possible because you're very technical, obviously. Mm-hmm. But what, what, what jumps out at you? You're like, why are they, what are they doing? Or where, what would you change about the one film that you've seen recently? Oh, most recently, we were talking about it, I think, with Spider-Man. I mean, right. <laughs> um, which, you know, I just never thought what I'd ever see. I mean, obviously, probably not spoilers on here, but I never thought I'd see that type of movie on screen. But, I mean, to a certain extent, too, you can kind of tell people, I mean, I guess COVID, but kind of being filmed in boxes, you know, like right. they're not in the same spot as the other ones. Um, uh, I mean, what we try to do is think about our movies like they're being made a long time ago because we have to figure out how to do effects without, you know, any type of CGI or anything. We do... So more practical. Yeah, we do everything practical. We can't do anything with CGI. I mean, like... Um, so uh, I, 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 I think... I mean, I, I mean, I, I feel like that's a... a, a like beating a dead horse, bringing up you know over reliance on on CGI, but I mean it's it's there's a reason why people keep saying it. It's because it's kind of true, you know. Um, the days of practical effects are kind of kind of gone. Yeah, I mean, I mean and I I think that might hopefully make this you know indie film scene of of like what what we're trying to do and. Uh, what I, I I know a lot of people and on uh, at least from Northern Colorado I've met some from Denver that are trying to do it. you know maybe maybe might make it, uh, they feel a little bit more like a like a labor you know like some like something being crafted not you know necessarily made on on a computer not that making something on a computer is bad <laughs> at all but um, I I, uh, I I I was really um, I don't know. I just I think I mean look at look you, your conversation with uh, uh, Monty Michael Moore a couple of weeks ago. Uh, right. You were talking about the Mandalorian, and I mean look at the difference their practical effects make versus what the movies were. You know, like those. I mean, it it really does feel more solid and easier. I mean, I, I enjoy watching that a lot more usually and you know and <laughs> and uh, it, it it you know I guess maybe maybe that's an area that I see that's just like, I mean, that abundance of that CGI is, is hard to get through. <laughs> it's a, it, it, you, sometimes you do have to kind of choke it down. And you're like, <laughs> oh, great. And I, there just is accept some, it. <laughs> yeah, and there's something to be said for practical effects. I mean, I know sometimes it doesn't work, but I really want my, my Banta to look like, you know, <laughs> a Banta. I, I don't know. I'm just crazy that way. Yeah. No, and, um, and you know, I, I don't know. I just, I, that's what I see. I mean, in the stories... I mean, we, you're obviously, and I, I love comic book movies too, you know, and I love seeing my superheroes. I, you know, obviously I, um, I had, uh, I've had superhero movies my whole life, but I, now they seem to be like the only draw, you know, and I wish that like, I wish that there was some other stuff for me to go see every now and then, you know, and I do go watch just about anything, you know, but, um. Uh, it seems like nowadays for those movies, you just got to, you know, suck it up and watch it on streaming instead of watching <laughs> it out at the theater. And I love going to the movie theater. It's one of my favorite places in the world. Well, and it is. I mean, <clears throat> I don't want to take away from it from going to the theater. But, I mm-hmm. mean, I did get a little spoiled mm-hmm. with COVID and, mm-hmm. and being able to stay home because mm-hmm. my, my sound system is 
I, it's pretty damn impressive. <laughs> it's an 8.2, and I really love it. I don't really need a rear center, but I have one <laughs> just because I wanted it. Yeah. But, I mean, there is something to be said about going to the theater. Right. It, it really is fun. And I don't know. I'm on a bubble right now because Matrix comes out in a couple of days. Right. And I don't know if I want to do, you know, the theater or or home or... Yeah, I mean that's where I'm at too. I mean, I think is that t- actually tonight, isn't it? I, th- I think. I yeah. Think I don't know. <laughs> See, and that's it might be. I was like, um, I remember watching the very first Kingsman in theaters, and I and I really enjoyed it. And the second one is a little bit of a letdown comparative comparatively. But you know that new one's coming out, and it's like the same day. It's like, well, I can watch Kingsman and then go home and watch The Matrix, you know? <laughs> but then I feel like I'm cheating The Matrix, I mean, because it's, you know, it is a movie that made history. So, like, you know, like, what should I, you know, what should I do? I feel you on that one. <laughs> and Do you think as filmmakers people need to start taking into account how people are going to watch their films? I mean, yeah, I mean, I... So something uh, interesting we did with uh, Safe House is we uh, changed the aspect ratio all throughout the movie. Kept bumping it around. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, we did some we did some fun stuff with that. And uh, when it's in that theater scope, the four three actually touches you know the top of the screen, the bottom of the screen. Right. But when you watch it at home on a computer or on a TV or something, it's letterbox. Yeah, you get a little bit of. So we you know we didn't ever take that into account, even though most likely our film is not going to be seen by the masses in a theater. You know, we did show it in a theater once, but uh, well, two days in a row. But you know, one run. But, but it went in the theater. It was there. <laughs> but uh, it, you know, we didn't take that into account and um, should have. Uh, but I mean. Well. It's still a very cool <laughs> feature, though. Right. <laughs> and yeah. some TVs can adjust for the yeah. 16 by 9 ratio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what we got to think about, too. You know, I mean, most likely, if it's not an IP, it's going to probably be on streaming services of some sort instead of being in the theater. I mean, that's that's the draw. That's what makes the money, you know. And Or if, you know, your name's not... Scorsese, Tarantino, <laughs> you know, like those names, <laughs> you're not going to have a theater run. And, uh, I mean, uh, even like Scott, if your last name is Ridley Scott, I mean, Scott Ridley Scott had a hor- hard time. Horrible year. Yeah. And uh, I really liked The Last Duel. I really enjoyed it. I don't know if you saw it or not. I um, did. Uh, I, I just, I thought the ending was like, I was on, I wasn't sure what was going to happen so much that I was like, I'm nervous, you know? <laughs> But I got so bored during Gucci. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because yeah. I know um, last night. In Soho. Or, uh, no, last oh. night in Soho was, that oh. was great. Uh, yeah, um, I enjoyed that so much. But uh, the, the. Last Duel. Thank you. <laughs> I, I had. Um, the Last Duel. That, I mean, I don't know if it was just so long and drawn out because then there was the Green Knight. Yeah, it came out before that, and it felt there were some similarities, mm-hmm. and maybe I just was not in the right frame of nine. But like last night in Soho, mm-hmm. I absolutely loved that. Yeah, film. I loved that film, but so many people didn't turn up to watch it. Like, and I don't know why. <laughs> well, yeah, it's because I don't know. I mean, like even having the last name, it's not an IP, you know. Like you know it. But, I mean, when you look at, I mean, they saved all the special effects for the end. Mm-hmm. And that one dance number yeah. scene mm-hmm. is all practical. Mm-hmm. And the work that all three of them put in, especially mm-hmm. Matt Smith. Yeah. 
is just phenomenal. If you have not watched, and I know I've talked about it before, but if you've not watched the behind the scenes on YouTube mm-hmm. of that making, mm-hmm. it is so worth it. Oh, I've yeah, I've been diving into that so much. I mean, I I got to town a little early, so I ran the Barnes and Noble, and there was just a. Uh, magazine there that just had Edgar's face on it for Last Night Solo, so I had to pick it up because <laughs> I, yep. I mean I'm, I'm I'm I mean he doesn't miss and he and I I think uh, it sucks that that movie didn't get a lot of people go see it you know <laughs> yeah and and then you know Final Duel which I mean Ben Affleck I I love he's he's awesome I don't know about Donald Driver I think that's where I got kind of like. <laughs> I mean, I keep looking at him, and I see a pouty, whiny Skywalker is all I really see. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what he's stuck with now, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Worse than Hayden Christensen. He was the biggest whiner. So do you think in, like, ten years or maybe less when they do another trilogy that maybe that, that trilogy might get more love because um, because they'll hate the new trilogy coming out so much like they did with this one? <laughs> maybe. I mean, I honestly think if you can get Favreau and Feige to do uh, – yeah, Kevin Feige. No. Uh, Fil- uh, Filoni. Filoni. Filoni, yeah. See, they both start with F. And it throws too me. many Fs. There are too many Fs. <laughs> if you can get – those two, Filoni and um, Favreau. Favreau, to do it, I think we have a new establishing trilogy. Right, yeah. I mean, I just, I, the last one broke me. Like, I just, I, I Yeah. <laughs> I, I was mean. just like, oh. <laughs> and as a fan, I mean, what, I, I mean, which side do you, I mean, you're a filmmaker and a fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, which one hurts most when you walk out of something like that? Uh, so... Because you look at that budget and you're like, God, what I could do with that money? <laughs> well, I, I, it, that's daunting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like that that, that idea. I mean, like I, I've thought about it before. I was like, I mean, what? what am I gonna have money left over? <laughs> I can um, buy a car. I can pay off a student loan. Shit. <laughs> there it is. Um, but uh, okay, I am in the sin minority of I wasn't a big i mean force awakens was fun like i wasn't big on it and then for some reason i really enjoyed when i saw last jedi miss Asin, i really loved it i really did right and then you know and i understand the critiques with it um i just the fight scene with all the guards and i mean i i don't know in the the hyperspeed through the ship and some of that stuff where i was just like wow mm-hmm. and um is but, that the one we had the 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 burnout of an X-wing? Is that one the skid marks? I, th- I think I think that was the set, that or was that the third one? I don't remember. I don't remember. Anyway, I can't continue. remember them. Sorry, now. I don't mean to distract you. <laughs> but but <laughs> I think the response to that film to the set, the to the eighth one is what makes that ninth one so hard to watch because it's like the first thirty minutes are dedicated to. Undoing everything, just, just ratconning <laughs> everything, <laughs> and and it's it's so just like and I I have a th- I have a thing that I think Last Rise of Skywalker is like especially the ending is in game to a T. I mean, to so much to the point like when they they're, they're falling down. I mean, basically when all those ships showed up, that instead of Lando saying. Can't remember what he said, but instead of saying that, he just said, "Just said on your left," because it was the same, <laughs> same Pretty scene. Pretty much, and uh, and uh, I mean, the fight, even the fight that was going on, 
I don't remember it. I can't even remember the movie now. <laughs> it's been so long. I've only seen it once, I think. All I know is horses on a Star Destroyer. <laughs> yeah. It's like Silverado all of a sudden in space. Well, and it's <laughs> like you got they got to be bigger and bigger and bigger, and that's like seems to be the thing. Is like and and they just forget that spectacle doesn't always add up to the story that you need to right. you need to hit that too. And I I don't know. I just I wonder. I wonder what's going to happen if we have another trilogy. If they do another trilogy, if they, I, I agree with you. If it's Filoni and, and, and Favreau, it's probably going to be awesome. But if it's, you know, if they start, if, first of all, if they don't communicate, that's like a big part of it, you know. Too many cooks in the kitchen on that trilogy. Yes. <laughs> and then you put the mouse in the middle, and it's like, <laughs> nope, bad idea. Yeah. I, want, I mean, they don't have anybody steering the ship. Like, you know, you have Feige, and he's, He's from Marvel. He's he's still in the ship so well that well, and I I mean I don't know now. I mean, Spider Man is the first one I've enjoyed since since Endgame. Since Endgame, <laughs> I mean I love the 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 bus fight scene with Shang Chi, and then it just it just keeps keeps going as they get got a little too over the top. I mean it's like. Uh, the opening of Black Widow with the the montage and everything like that, right? And then then they're on a spaceship. <laughs> it's like okay, like, how did we get here? <laughs> but yeah, I, I I still enjoy going. I mean, because I, I get to go to the movie theater, you know, and that's what's what's the fun part. Well, and you got you've got some very interesting choices in like the fight scenes, and I liked Shang Chi. Black mm-hmm. Widow, I refuse to acknowledge because it was just it. It was <laughs> stupid and pointless, and I was so pissed at what they did to David Harbour, who starts out at the beginning of Black Widow so capable, mm-hmm. such a badass, yeah. just to all of a sudden we're, we're back, and he's this <laughs> drunk, fat, stupid idiot. It's like, yeah. the man's lock lever sharpshooting, and yeah. he's, no, what yeah. the no. Yeah, it just went in a completely different direction. Yeah. yeah. But, I, I mean, I liked the elements of Shang-Chi. I liked the story. I liked mm-hmm. – because I was never a Shang-Chi fan. Yeah. I didn't I didn't care. I read some of his comics, but he just mm-hmm. – it didn't resonate with me. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. And not everything is for everybody. No. Yeah, it shouldn't be either. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I still went and see it like you uh-huh. for, for the Marvel aspect of it. Right. <laughs> but Spider-Man did so – so many things, so much better. Yeah. Well, and I wonder, and, you know, it. Uh, this is a weird question just knowing how Sony did with Amazing Spider-Man, but I wonder how much of that was Sony and how much of that was Marvel. Just like, <laughs> you know, like... It's a very good question. Because, I mean, once it comes into certain characters, you, you know, wonder, like who has control over what those characters do. I mean, and it's a very confusing movie. Just, you know, I, I, the, the, the politics of it. <laughs> yeah, there's so much going on <laughs> behind the scenes. Right. Let alone what happens in front of you. So, I mean, there are some, some moments, and we're not going to give you any spoilers. Mm-hmm. We promise. But <laughs> I, I, really, I really am on it. But I love the fact that you have forgotten the Eternals, like, completely. I actually haven't seen it. Okay, you're not, <laughs> you're not missing anything. Um, not a damn thing. I think I watched a couple reviews on it. I, I, I just, I, I don't know. Like, something about it just, like, 
I had put you off. <laughs> well, it's not even that. So right now I I have um my 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 stepdad recently had surgery and my mom needs some help at her store. So I'm living in Meeker, Colorado, which is an hour wow. from a movie theater. Yeah, that's a sticks. Yeah. So like whether you know whether or not I have time to drive an hour, you know, it's really going to depend on take you know. some planning. <laughs> <laughs> so so I mean like I mean I'm. I, I, I'm I'm one I think that any movie has merit it's just of some sort like there's something of value to it there's a bunch of people that put work into it so I mean I'm not right. putting it down I will eventually probably sit down and watch it it just didn't interest me enough to go to the theater for it <laughs> fair enough but Spidey you're like champion that one right to the front door like Spider-Man I saw I went to a 9 o'clock showing in Grand Junction which is 2 hours from Meeker so I, I got home at 2 a.m. <laughs> so wow. I, I really I really put into going to see that now one that's devotion for you <laughs> now when you were growing up what were you reading were you heavy into the comics scene? yeah I was big into comics I, um, I, uh, I had uh my mom tricked because uh, Batman was my uh, my favorite, and uh, she she thought it were uh, too dark of comics, so she would only let me buy Batman comics if I could prove to her that Superman was in the comic, <laughs> like to make it brighter. <laughs> so that's how I got away with like Hush and oh all those. Oh my god! <laughs> Hush! Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> Batman versus Superman. Yeah, well, that one I, I was in college when that one came out oh, okay. um, but you know, i mean like the i did get michael turner's the second run in, in the batman superman line it mm-hmm. was uh when supergirl shows up and uh i got a lot of those from from that i i was reading a lot of comics um i don't remember how old i was when spider first spider-man came out but uh we were at a uh shoe store and when you bought shoes they give you the first issue of the ultimate spider-man run Jesus Christ! (laughs) I have no idea how much that thing is worth. (laughs) Well, it's got like Skechers on it, so it's like a Skecher Uh, reprint. So it's like not that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, here, here's a sixty dollar comic book. Here you go. But uh, uh, (laughs) I got in trouble for that one too because my mom didn't know that her credit card was like attached to the iPad and that I could just keep doing the Ultimate. I ran through the entire series Ultimate Spider Man, so I spent like. $50, (laughs) Fifty dollars, <laughs> but I read. I mean, I was. I think those. Those. I mean, you know, the goal of those Ultimate Comics were to to bring in younger yeah, um, readers, right? Yeah, and, new readers. And uh, I tried to read like the Ultimates and those, and I couldn't get into those. But that Spider-Man run was so easy for me; I couldn't put it down. <laughs> well, I mean, what Bagley did with the art and mm-hmm. the look, it really did feel like a younger. Yeah. Spider-Man revisit, and then of course we get Miles out of it, mm-hmm. and yeah, Silk, uh, uh, Ghost Spider. Yeah, and I, I had so much fun with reading those. Um, I, I mean, so yeah, I mean a lot of reading comics, um, and uh, and uh, I mean, I, I watching movies, and um, I my dad, uh, I was my dad would had this basement closet that had full of dvds and stuff in there so i'd go in there and like steal the departed and watch it when i wasn't supposed to and i remember i mean that that one i still i mean i I took that out when i was like really young and i took that upstairs and watched and watched the whole thing with the volume on low really low (laughs) i was gonna say that thing's gotta be like on a one because that thing's (laughs) violent yeah so that way i wouldn't get caught i mean but i i i i feel like that moment where Leo's head kicks back. It's just stuck in my head <laughs> forever. 
But yeah. I mean, he he had Reservoir Dogs down there and Pulp Fiction, and I mean, like I I started out. I mean, those were my entrance to movies. Were were the Scorsese and the Tarantino movies right. um, when I was really young. <laughs> Who's your favorite? Um, Tarantino is. I mean, I know how uh, lately how that you know like in a lot of uh, 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 college students like to put that down when you say that you know like can Why? you <laughs> because they have uh, their preconceptions of who Tarantino is you know but I I uh, I, I I strongly disagree and his his uh, just his love for film film is yeah. is is contagious and it and it got into me at a really young age and I think that's like the one thing I've taken from him like to constantly um uh be studying and watching new stuff and watching I mean right now I'm just obsessed with Italian <laughs> giallo films and mm-hmm. and so I'm just like I'm I, like I I because of him I mean I just watch so much stuff so <laughs> well and then I loved <coughs> uh Hateful 8 mm-hmm. for Tarantino I mean mm-hmm. I really I really got into that film and mm-hmm. I'm like this is this is just a brutal, you know, yeah, brutal yeah. film. But I mean, I'm still angry that Pulp Fiction got beat by Forrest Gump. I'm still <laughs> pissed about that. So angry. No, I mean, yeah, I I uh, I, I don't blame you because I, I I get it. I mean, uh, that year, what else was up? Because there was a lot of there, good films. There film. were a lot of good films, to be fair. But <laughs> Forrest Gump was, like, you know, right at the top. Tom Hanks. You can't beat the, – the moral of the story, you can't beat Tom Brady <laughs> or Tom Hanks. That's, that's all, if Tom's in the name. Yeah, you can't beat him. Well, and um, – I mean, but, but Pulp Fiction was so different. I'm just it, – it, it's just not – you know, my dad I, – I mean, obviously, I, I, I didn't get to see it in theaters or anything. But my right. dad my dad talks about, like, when he got to see it in theaters and, like, the first time and everything and – Man, I wish I could go do that. Um, but I, I took him to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, What'd you think? That was that's it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Um, so when I took him, it was my fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at the time, I worked at a movie theater, so I got to watch it at midnight after we closed before anybody else did. And then uh, uh, my uh, girlfriend and I, Jasmine, went and watched it before the uh, the next day. Uh, and then. Before we went and watched it with our friends that night. Oh my god! <laughs> so I had watched it like three times in a twenty-four hour period, <laughs> and uh, then uh, then I went with my dad. Uh, I love it. Um, I I get all giddy about movies that are about making movies, just because I'm you know I, I I'm so obsessed with that side of things. Right. Um, and uh, I I just had so much fun hanging out with those guys, and I understand why people think you know like it's boring, it's hard to get through, you know. <laughs> but like I I just had fun hanging out with them until you know that last moment where just everything just goes crazy, Side, goes sideways. <laughs> well, that's what I liked in Glorious Bastards. I know he rewrites history, but mm-hmm. I mean the whole build up uh-huh. to that final moment, and then there's no I mean that bar scene. Uh-huh. Is is just cinematic <laughs> right. gold? Oh my right. god! Well, and they're just and it's just like the way he like paces out tension in *Inglorious Bastards* through that that opening scene and the bar scene and just let just stretches it, stretches it, and stretches yeah. it out. And it's uh, I love it so much. <laughs> no, he can build. He can build atmosphere mm-hmm. very very effectively. Right, right, yeah. And and I mean with uh, 
with that last scene in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it was never what I expected it to be. I didn't expect them. I mean, I expected the whole movie to be hunting down the Mantinson family. Like before, right. I saw like, and I and I'm kind of glad we didn't get that. I mean, I I've wondered for a long time, like. Is, didn't Manson go back to their house after the murders were done? Like, would he have shown up while he was while he was just hanging out with Sharon Tate's house? <laughs> yeah, <a> good question. <laughs> I mean, I even read the book. I read the entire <laughs> book of that movie. So, and the book's completely different. Yes, <laughs> and, and I and I really enjoyed that too. I mean, I loved how different it was. And um, uh, I had just finished reading, or maybe I read it after. Uh, Raging Bulls, uh, Easy Riders, and Raging Bulls, which is basically like just a history book of that era mm-hmm. after that. And it was they they like if you could do a double feature for books, so Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and that book together. Oh man, they make such a good double feature because because especially if you read Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because it goes right up to the end of that era and then the rest of it's about the seventies. Man, it's they work together so well. <laughs> do you have a favorite era? I mean, what would you like to see? Because, I mean, the fads always circulate. What mm-hmm. would you like to see come back at this point? Well, and, and, and that, I mean, bringing up that book is, you know, I, I, I talked about this a little bit before, but, I mean, I'd like to see the 70s again. And I think that uh, De Palma in his, uh, uh, the documentary De Palma, <laughs> said that what they did in the 70s would never be repeated. What you just said, you know, they recycle. So I mean, they recycle. <laughs> we're going to see Scarface again. We're going <laughs> to see all of those gangster films right. revisited. Well, but I mean, the, in, in the idea of like the the directors were king back then, you know, they like were. The, the, pro, the producers didn't have any control over what they were doing, and uh, you know, I think about this a lot. What he's talking, what De Palma's talking about, he's talking about film, like on film and mm-hmm. like digital technology. I mean, I with my movies, I do whatever I want because nobody's telling me I can't. <laughs> and so, I mean, like, and, I mean, I'm not trying to compare myself to them, but I think the idea of having this opportunity called digital film where it's cheaper and easier to make and, you know, more you're more paying for what's in front of the camera than the actual camera itself, that makes going to make a difference. I think, you know, Eventually, the superhero age is going to, unfortunately, it's going it's to pop. It's going to pop. I mean, it's it's going to go the way of the Western one day, and that's mm-hmm. the way it is, you know. And it, we'll still get them. Like, we still get Westerns today. We still get, you know, a couple Westerns here and there. Um, I'm a big fan. Are you of, kidding? Yellowstone? I yeah, absolutely yeah. love. I love Yellowstone. I love Taylor Sheridan. Um, Hell or High Water is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, that, that we'll still get those with superhero films, I hope. Because I would still, you know, I don't want Batman to go away. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, so, but at the same time, that's going to pop, and what's going to replace it, you know? And, like, what's it, the next fad? Right. And so, I, I like the idea that, you know, May, you know the Hollywood bubble might pop too because like it is only over film is only just over a hundred years old. I mean, it, eventually you think it's going to outgrow. I mean, it's already starting to. It's already, I mean, yeah. everyone's going to like Canada and, and you know it, up and below and anywhere but yeah, Hollywood, right? And I mean, and they and they still they're still the studios, you know, and they're still in you know in charge of certain things. But like, it, it'd be interesting to me that if film started becoming like more like art in the sense that like it's available everywhere like if you go to Colorado you are going to be watching completely different films than if you're in you know even Kansas like because like, we I mean 
how many filmmakers do you know? You probably know a lot around here. <laughs> I, know, I know a fair, I know a fair exchange of them. Yes, and and, and I, I I like the idea of that. Like that we will, you know, like and obviously there's still big blockbusters. Will still be big blockbusters. But I like the idea that films will be more like art. That you're they're more you, regionally. Yeah, and you're more you're able to see things more different, and everything's different based on where you're at, and. I don't know. I just I like the idea of everybody making films that are just so different. <laughs> nice. So now when you're going to your your different, let's bring this right back around. <laughs> Safe House 1618. Now you said this was the one that's gaining a lot of attention. Yeah. And um, Country Mustard, it looks like it went in for uh, a film award. It it got a couple honorable mentions. I don't think it got. Um, didn't walk away with didn't anything. Didn't walk away with anything. No. Uh, uh, Forgery. There was a small festival he, down in uh, Denver at the Bug Theater called the Denver Underground Festival, and they. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one. It won that one in 2019. So best narrative feature there in 2019. Um, but uh, uh, right now it's right now it's safe house. I mean. It was just in another hole in the head in San Francisco, which is one of the top 50 genre festivals. And it so, is. Um, so that it was there, and then you know it just won that Chicago Indie Film Award for Best Narrative Feature too. Um, Did you get to go out to the festival or no? So so San Francisco is they, the way they ran that. It was like geolocked. You had to be from California to go. So, oh. they, but they they're doing it now because of COVID. They're doing it virtually. So. And they haven't well, announced a lot of the film festivals are doing that, yeah. to be honest. They haven't announced their awards yet, so fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that that ended on the fifteenth. Um so and then, you know, we we are getting emails to ask asking to submit, which you know, like which hasn't happened before. Wow. So it's, it's starting to happen. So See See things are things are starting to change a little bit and so Can you say who's asking who's requesting for submissions? Um we got we got one from uh an LA one called Jellyfest. I hadn't I hadn't but I looked into it, it looked pretty cool. Like they've been going for, this is the eighth one they're doing now. Okay. So it, it it looked pretty cool. I mean like um like they did I saw a video like one one of the films won. They did confetti out of the ceiling and everything. I was like, <laughs> man, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. <laughs> I don't want to be the fucker clinging it up, yeah. but I'm like, I'd, I'd like that. Yeah, and then we did uh, we did a showing at the at the Lyric, which we sold out to over 200 people, which was really cool. So, nice. so we're, we're starting to do pretty well. So that that one, you know, uh, I know that it's you know not gonna you know like be massive like you know breaking block off those numbers or anything but we, we it is it's starting to get us in conversation to start doing some 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 bigger some little bit bigger films i mean that yeah. one we made for 10 so hopefully we can make a little bit more money so ten thousand, not yeah. ten dollars yeah ten dollars no ten thousand dollars i bought some happy meals <laughs> and some mcnugget for the casting crew and they had to share each actor got one mcnugget <laughs> except for bobby he had to split his and give it to the camera guy yeah exactly <laughs> yeah well i think that's actually that's actually a pretty decent budget actually yeah it was i mean i i had a producer who put in half roughly half of that and then i <laughs> worked for a year at a sand and gravel pit saving up for this i was like wow. working 13 hours a day and it's yeah, like you went to prison <laughs> yeah i was like i went to prison for a year to make and the thing is is that i took my two weeks of P- pto yeah. filmed the movie and then went back to work <laughs> well i mean they're paying you i mean no reason not to go back yeah. wow so like the we finished filming on saturday i took sunday off and like filming 
was a lot more exhausting than working out there. Yeah, that's a, that's a tight schedule to <laughs> yeah, keep. Yeah, we did 12 days, and we, we feature film. And, I mean, in it, it worked. I mean, I, 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 I have very efficient scheduling. I, 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 I do take pride in that part. I, can't. Uh, I would. Should, yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, nicely done. Thank you. So you have a YouTube channel. It's under yeah. Calvin Shepard. Yeah. How does everyone else get to stalk you, or what is the best way to keep up with the antics of – I mean, you? yeah, it's the same Calvin Shepard f- films. I mean, I, I, I that's what I am on Instagram and Facebook, which is pretty much just my name everywhere. Um, and uh, Instagram is where we do the most, and then we do some on Facebook. Um, uh, I don't, uh, I don't go out further than that. <laughs> Usually on the on the social medias, they're kind of. I try. I have like maybe six TikTok videos that we tried to try tried to do. I don't get TikTok. <laughs> I really don't. I I hate I hate how I can't figure out how to make good TikTok videos. But like the TikTok seems to know me so well. Like right. if you scroll through, it's like it knows Spider Man and this stuff, and it just like <laughs> it, it reads your mind. I don't understand how it does it. <laughs> <laughs> it just listens to everything you it, say. It probably does. <laughs> yeah, because I I I don't get TikTok. I don't have the patience for TikTok. <laughs> honestly, yeah. I got too much other shit to do. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it, 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 I I can't get. And it you're re- you're making films. I mean, yeah. let's face it, TikTok. Kind of a little below your yeah, well, and your threshold. Some of the things that annoy me about TikTok is when you're scrolling through and you see like a scene from a movie that doesn't connect to anything else. They just put a, like a three minute scene on there. Yeah. You know, they. Uh, you're like, what the fuck? Somebody put on today. I saw uh, the scene in Whiplash it, when uh, he breaks up with his girlfriend, and it was like, and it was like advice, you know. Get, you have to make sacrifices to be successful. And it's like, he was not very successful. That's and, a and horrible <laughs> message. Especially if you know the context. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, and there, you know, some people were like, oh, man, I should do this underneath. And I wanted to read the comments, and some people were like, you missed the point completely. <laughs> it completely. It's irony, assholes. Look it up. So, yeah. Google irony. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Calvin? I guess kind of wrapping this up. We've been we've been at this for a little bit, almost yeah. an hour. Almost an hour. I know yeah. we could probably keep talking for quite a while <laughs> about different comic book movies Way and stuff. So many movies. <laughs> so many movies. No, I mean, uh, I wish that uh, I wish that uh, Safe House was available right now. It was available for two weeks, but uh, the, no hole in the head's over. But uh, keep an eye out because it will be available again soon. So. Check out the trailers. <laughs> yep, trailers are on the, the YouTube channel. Like I said, Calvin Shepard. Check it out. Give him a su- subscribe. Thank you. Because um, that is what it is all about. It is all yeah. about the subscribing these yeah. days. Like, yeah. shares, and subscribe. Calvin, thank you so much for sitting thank in. Thank you. Uh, we, I look forward to, to hearing more. And if you need a voice actor or just <laughs> someone to kill, I'll show up. I don't oh, give a shit. Perfect. <laughs> I, keep, I keep telling a couple of my friends, Just I don't want any lines. Just kill me. Just kill me? Just just. Kill me. Well, there's a lot of room for that in my movies. People die a lot. <laughs> I even keep t- I keep bugging like uh, Steve Niles. Just put me in something that you can just kill me. I don't care. Perfect. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But thanks, Calvin. Appreciate you. Thank you so in, much. And we look forward to seeing more from you. Thank in the you. meantime, give us a like, give us a share. Please subscribe uh, to anything of our platforms: YouTube, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. We are out there every way, shape, and form, and we'll share anything that comes up with Calvin. In addition to him doing it, if you just want to stay here. But in the meantime, run fast, laugh hard, and always be kind. Good night.